Welcome to the Open Door Policy Podcast. In each episode, we speak with all kinds of joyful missionary disciples, unleashing the gospel in different, exciting, and new ways. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and share it with your family and your friends. In this episode, we have an awesome guest, my very own sister, Mary Murray. Mary, welcome to the studio. Hello. Hey. Hey, Danielle. Hey, hey friendo. Uh, what's God doing in your life? So my my grace is is just small, but um, you know I'm working uh, I'm working outside of the city now, miss yeah. the city a little bit. But one thing that's interesting is there are way more birds that I see <laughs> in the sky, <laughs> and I've just been really enjoying watching the birds. So that's my grace. Amen. These beautiful birds in the beautiful sky. What about yours? You know, we're working on a project in our department in uh, evangelization, something kind of uh, called the Big Book of Ideas, trying to mm. just think about like all the great ideas we find with evangelization or catechesis. Mm. And uh, that's been a lot of fun just to see what people are doing in other churches, even some of our Protestant brothers and sisters and and what some of our parishes around the archdiocese is doing. So it's been a great grace. Thanks be to God. Hey. And we got family in here today. Family time. Yeah. Yeah. So how does how how does this work? What numbers are you guys in the in the polis rundown? So I am number two, but I'm the oldest daughter, so I kind of consider myself number one. Same. <laughs> and I'm really humble about family, that. Number one. Uh, in your number heart. one in your heart. <laughs> <Okay>. Yes. <laughs> and I'm number nine. Perfect. Um, are you ready for a rapid fire questions? I think I'm ready. First one. What is your superpower? My superpower, um, multitasking. Nice. What do you remember about church from when you were a child? Crossing over to go to communion <laughs> to the priest always and only. What was the last live performance you saw, Mary? Probably Thomas Rhett in Grand Rapids with my daughters. Look what God gave and what scent elicits an immediate memory? Oh, chocolate chip cookies, uh, Grandma. Would you rather have 100 degrees and humid or negative 10 degrees? 100 degrees. Praise. What are you praying for these days? Um, that my daughters always know Jesus. What was the first concert that you went to? Um, I think it was George Michael in high school. What's the most beautiful church you visited? Oh, probably Notre Dame in Paris. What item of clothing would someone be surprised to find in your closet? Gosh, a faux leather jacket. <laughs> and uh, what class could you teach? Um, ninth grade theology. Huh. Is, is it something that you do teach? Hmm, perhaps, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, so you're a Catholic high school teacher. I am, yes. Yeah. Recently, uh, well, not recently, but for fourth year in. So kind of one of those, like, went back to school, um, kind of listened to what the Lord was calling me to do in my life after being at home for a lot of years, 15 years with my daughters. And now I'm, like, in the second chapter of my adult career, which is just really fun. Yeah. Really cool. What's your favorite thing to teach the ninth graders? Like, what, when do you really sense them coming alive? Um, just every day is so different hmm. and so exciting and so funny and so fulfilling and just endless stories about just wonderful insights they have that, you know, surprise me and delight me. And then just some really, really funny things that they <laughs> say, which everyone's like, you know, high school teachers should, you know, have a little notebook on hand and just, just jot down <laughs> some of the stuff that, you know, that they say, which is really, really awesome. 
Mary, I know you're a great baker. Do your chocolate chip cookies smell like grandma's? No, they don't. I don't know. I feel like there's something that, you know, maybe grandma withheld in the recipe. Uh, oh, is, so, it, is it her recipe? Well, no, yeah. but I I, it's, I think it's just the Toll House recipe on the back of the Classic. chocolate chips, uh, okay. right? Like, yeah. don't mess with perfection, but yeah. they never, ever taste like hers. So, hmm. I don't know. Just extra love. All right, Polis is... is. Pull us out. Cross it, crossing to see a priest. What is this about? <laughs> Go for it, Mary. This is great. Um, so, you know, with time, um, I have just developed such an immense appreciation for the struggles my parents had in trying to raise 10 kids in mm-hmm. the faith at kind of a bumpy time in yeah. the church, right. right? Kind of a lot of nutty things going on. Yep. Maybe not so much in our parish, but the one thing that my parents really felt strongly about was receiving communion from the priest. And so, um, you know, I wish <laughs> I'd had a more enlightened reaction to this, but every mass, I would literally pray before we went, we went in that we sat on the side that the priest was distributing. <laughs> and I, I don't know if it was God's sense of humor <laughs> or some special punishment, but 99% of the time, we did not sit on that side. That's so, also funny because I'm sure the priest like knew what side your family well, was sitting on. And I no one think, else was doing this no, in the church. And no. there were 12 of us. There were t- we were right. not a inconspicuous <laughs> right. crowd. There was no yeah. We literally would stop traffic and everyone would stop and point and be confused. What What is this family doing? And I wanted the, the, the floor to open up and swallow me. It was... Just so mortifying. But, you know, again, as an adult, you think back and it's like, right. what was the reason my, well, there was a message being sent and I just, I guess I didn't, you know, didn't sink in uh, until. Our apologies to every usher um, yes. listening right now yes. for the, <laughs> the problem. On behalf of the cost. Polis family, we apologize for the traffic. <laughs> They're like, Jam, oh, going up I to remember communion. those kids. <laughs> uh, could you sing a George Michael song for us, Mary? Um, no, I, again, it's, um, it's such a fond memory of, you know, just being goofy girls and mm-hmm. um, doing, you know, fun stuff with. Do you, you know, remember where it was? Uh, I don't. I, sh- I, I just don't have a good memory for those details, but I remember. I we- guess you weren't there. I wasn't. No. no. I, I, I've never seen George Michael in concert. Let ah, me, yes. Let me just get that out there. Yeah. yeah. Well, you missed your, your shot then, Father Steve. Well, thank yes. you, though, Thanks, for Mary. your information. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're welcome. Mary, would you be so kind to tell us a little bit about your faith, your experience? I know you mentioned that you have a husband, Tom, I do and have some a husband. children. So, and you're a theology teacher now, and you said this is the second, the second season of your life. So, how did you get into this season, and and what's going on there? Yeah. So, um, my husband Tom and I've been married 22 years. We have four daughters, and my oldest is um, 18. Yeah. And um, I think, so I was, I majored in political science and worked kind of in various fields. And then when Grace was born, I was so blessed and happy to stay home and um, be a full-time mom. Although I have to say it was, you know, it was a pretty challenging time. Um, I missed adults. I missed (laughs) um, real conversations. And uh, it was really a time of um, a spiritual struggle because I felt like I should have been so grateful and so like uh, just enjoying every minute of you know my my daughter's life and I did certainly but I also had this nagging sense of you know something else um I don't think that's uncommon I think it yeah it just it still doesn't make it 
at, easier when you're right. going through it because we had always wanted children and Grace was born premature and oh, so she had some yeah. health struggles and uh, thanks to God she's she was great after the initial stuff that we went through um, so I just I had that on top of like oh she's healthy now and why am I not perfectly happy mm-hmm. why don't I feel the sense of contentment right um, so we were um, looking for you know to move we ended up moving to Troy and joined um, St. Anastasia and um, it was kind of a really really I mean I look back now and I know for certain God brought us to that because we wanted to live in Royal Oak Hmm. but we couldn't afford anything Um, so I know looking back that God was directing us to um, live in Troy and join St. Anastasia and we met Father John Ricardo and he was he was the pastor there he was the pastor and he um he was the first priest that we had over for dinner which was a super big deal i remember kind of befriending him and um kind of thinking to myself i need someone to help me stage my house for a priest (laughs) because i was like need more pictures of mother Teresa. i was like this this basket of flowers from home goods is not cutting it this does not shout catholic so i'm like i need more religious art i need more crucifixes i need bibles strewn everywhere Can like I literally like, casually yes uh, yes yeah. and ear dog eared and yeah. highlighted and underlined what? I felt completely overwhelmed by the way we look for that every time we go to a house Priest you have your checklist right. yep. your secret checklist huh. Huh. When, only three crucifixes huh? yeah. oh. when when you're faking a phone call that's really what you're doing right, right? when you right. go outside because you got an emergency yeah. phone call you're really yeah. making the check marks so anyways um we befriended um father John Ricardo and he just he just he really called us to something deeper. And um, I just feel really blessed that my husband and I both kind of in lockstep uh, decided we were really going to pursue our relationship with Jesus and our faith, um, growing in the knowledge of our faith and living out of our faith in a really intentional way. I mean, it was despite all of our great upbringing and our wonderful, you know, Catholic, you know, our Catholic, you know, really really faithful upbringing and yeah. you know by our parents and siblings and you know so blessed by that um you know I kind of fell off the wayside a little bit and I guess it was you know with Grace's stuff my daughter and then mm. with moving and then with staying at home I mean it was like a perfect storm of like what's going on in my life mm. and why am I not happy and I think he challenged both of us intellectually first to really try to dig deeper into the truths of the faith and that I mean, it just struck a chord with both of us. Yeah. And I remember just like, we would look at each other and we're like, I can't believe that like we're both on this journey at the same point. And just what a gift that is, because I know a lot of people, it's one and the other follows or there's yeah. tension. And that just was never, that just was not our, our experience. So your husband, Tom, was, was Catholic as well, but kind of going through the same you know, seeking to mature and grow yeah. in his faith. Yeah, as, we were both well. definitely kind of, I mean, we went to Mass, so, I mean, we weren't the worst, but we weren't the best. Mm-hmm. You know, we were certainly yeah. not super, um, you know, all in and seeking to grow. It was more like, oh, well, this is, we're good. Yeah. We're really complacent. We're good with where we are at. And, um, you know, all, all it takes is someone kind of holding up a mirror and showing you, like, how much better life can be Mm. and so it was over one of these dinners with father john ricardo when i was probably just honestly like lamenting my dissatisfaction with being a stay-at-home mom which i i struggled with feeling guilty about he said uh what about taking a class at the seminary Mm. and i was like oh my gosh really yeah just for nothing for just your own personal growth right you don't have to have a specific end 
And so that was like a eight year journey, um, mm. getting my degree yeah. and teaching catechism on the side and just a great little outlet, but mm. also such a great source of um, spiritual affirmation and consolation in, the, in my, I wouldn't say it, they weren't my dark years because my girls would not want to know that those were, you know, that I sure. wouldn't characterize it as that, but just my period of like, this is what I'm called to do now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also have this great opportunity to also pursue this wonderful education. So yeah. What what initially made you want to like reach out to Father John and have him over? Because because that takes a step, right? You're talking about getting your house ready. I, I know for some people that can be an intimidating first step. Yeah, I think it was, um, you know, definitely his um, openness to just being really um, like relaxed and just approachable, I guess. Yeah. Um, I had always, you know, I just had never, ever really thought that I could be friends with a priest right Mm -hmm. and um, he did you know the theology on tap which Tom and I both loved and I think he just kind of saw us hanging around at a lot of these things and Mm -hmm. probably took pity on us and was (laughs) like okay well (laughs) they look kind of desperate so (laughs) maybe you know I'll throw him a bone and um, you know it was it was just such a blessing because um, you know it's just it's it's a friendship that um, it's it, endured I, too. Right? It's endured and it just has reaped such wonderful fruit in terms of like I think we really enjoy him. The verdict is still out if he really likes us. <laughs> well, or he still not. hangs out. Well, he might still feel sorry for us. <laughs> it's like still charity. <laughs> yeah, it's like well, they're almost there, so maybe one more year with them and then I'll cut him loose. But no, I, and you guys are the ones who introduced him to me. I, I think I was in seminary still when. Uh, yeah. Oh, wow. Because I didn't. I mean, I'd I'd seen You'd him heard and heard him? heard of him and right. heard him speak, but it was really through Mary and Tom who who had kind of developed this friendship with him mm-hmm. that I got to know him a little bit better. Yeah, thank you're you. welcome. Oh, yes. you, you're waiting for me. <laughs> <laughs> this is where you say thank you. What does it mean for you? Said that uh, um, your husband Tom also had this experience of of like you know faithfulness and reversion. Um, what does it mean for you to be able to share your faith with your husband? Well, it's everything. Hmm. I mean, it's just um, just like the top of my list when I'm thanking God for what I've been given. Um, you know, we live in such a broken world, and so many marriages are just they're just struggling. And um, I just I I know it's all God. I know it's all His. Um, his divine providence and his his mercy and love that's been poured out and helping us, you know, go from that really nervous spot of like, how do I stage my house for a priest to, um, okay, now we've been given this gift mm-hmm. and this joy and like neither of us are shy, which is really, really helpful. <laughs> right. So, I mean, what are we supposed to do with this? And so like just, it just kind of started opening all these doors of like little things, nothing big but just you know praying with friends and starting prayer groups and bible studies and getting involved in a teams of our lady which is like a couples group teams of our lady is an international lay movement designed to enrich marriage spirituality it's a group of um, seven couples that get together once a month and share a meal and talk about something that they've read and pray for each other and um, it's an international organization that has chapters all over the country and um, it's just been a really gift a real yeah, gift. Yeah I think that couples could probably get it through their parishes. Yes. So my parents my parents are like oh like original gangsters they have a marriage group. You were gonna say like OG, before, yeah, OG uh, Catholic? Before, before there was 
well, I don't know when Teams of Our Lady started, but like it wasn't it wasn't active at yeah, their parish when right. it was there. And you said that you are also um, when we, I asked what you were praying about, you said you're praying that your daughters know Jesus. So this is, I assume, something that you and your husband are praying for. And what is like your faith that has transitioned now from this? Like you've had this reversion, you've you've met Father Ricardo. Where are you guys now as a couple? Um, I would say we are obviously still growing and still learning and still figuring things out. Mm-hmm. Um, I think kind of coming off of that initial awkward, you know, fumbling stage, we are both really trying to be very intentional about every aspect of our life, about yeah. our family's life. So one of the things I think we don't pray together daily, but we try to pray together often. And one of the things years ago we kind of started praying together for was that, you know, we would be surrounded by other families who had um, similar values and faith to help bolster and support our attempt to raise our, our children in the faith in, in a joyful, fun way. Yeah. So that, I mean, again, neither of us are shy, and we both really, really like to laugh and have a good time. And so we like, okay, you have to be faithful, and then funny is like a close second, <laughs> like really close second. One so A and one B. One, and it's like I've, I've reflected on how good God is about sending really wonderfully faithful and also funny people into our lives, Thanks into our families' lives, because... I, you know, I just, it's, it's just such a, such a gift to be joyful around your children and to see, you know, for them to see like, okay, yeah, my mom's a theology teacher, but you know, she still really laughs at people falling down on videos, you know, I mean, like silly things, you know? Right. And life is better with laughter. Yeah. And you pray to the Lord for what you need and he gives you the friends you need um, if you pray for that. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So Mary, you know, we're always talking about joyful missionary disciples, like part of being joyful for a lot of people is laughing. And you've said the Lord has blessed you with a lot of good friends who are faithful Catholics and funny people. And family. I mean, we we, we have a funny family. So we kind of have a low key competition on who's the funniest. So who's winning? Well, we have different breakdowns. Well, they're going for second. We're all going for second. We're all, we're breaking down intentionally funny or unintentionally (laughs) funny. Yeah, those are so, so I would think Steve would be in the unintentionally funny, unintentionally funny, but he tries and Uh we like to, we laugh because he needs, you know, he needs that. I need affirmation. You need, it's your love language. Language, right? right? Is that your love language? What's that called? Words of, <laughs> words affirmation? of affirmation. Words of affirmation. Yeah. Yes. It is. Yep. Um, I, yes. I, kind of, I feel like I want to tell an embarrassing story about you now, but this might not be the time. So let's. You can you can tell it, and then I mean I will tell you to edit you'll, it. You'll if, storm off the set. Yeah. No. Yes. Um, but I, I think it is. I think one of the great joys of our family is being able uh, to laugh and kind of we tease each other, but yes. also like having a lot of fun and knowing that. Um, that faith is at the foundation of it. Yes. Um, but but there's a lot of joy and a lot of laughter. I have to imagine the center give household. It, no, is I was going to say, give me a Polis family 
classic story. Okay, so what this is a recent one, okay. and I don't know how this is going to play. So again, it could be totally edited. <laughs> Let's just go. But, I love it. Um, yeah. I think it was my brother Tom who is in the running for fun. I mean, we are all yeah. kind of in the running, but he is. He's like, very funny. He's very funny. Right and now, he's like a little bit in the lead. Shout out to Tom. Okay. Yes, shout out to Tom. But um, the race is not yet run. <laughs> my brother, not my husband. Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. So Tom, my brother, came up with, and I wasn't even there, my, but I heard your brother, yeah. our brother, <laughs> yeah. um, came up with the idea that there needs to be another set of mysteries of the rosary. Good. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Okay. okay. Because, because we're just lacking or we're lacking really and this is his take on we are really not addressing the um angry side of jesus that's so, you know that's not wrong so he came up with the term wrathful narius okay wrathful narius mysteries and one of them would be um the clearing of the temple yep. cursing of the fig tree i'm mm-hmm. gonna guess yes is one yes uh yelling at the pharisees i, I don't remember all of them i just know he you know, he after thought John long Paul, and hard about yeah, it. <laughs> after St. John Paul instituted these new mysteries of the rosary, it opened up this whole whole side of him that, oh, we can add mysteries <laughs> yeah. to the rosary. This well, isn't divine revelation. Only- this is open <laughs> right. to, to being yeah. edited, apparently. Right. Right? There, there are seven days. Why do we only have four <laughs> I sets? Think, well, right. yes, I think we need three more. So, right? you know, no bad ideas in brainstorming. That's right. right. <laughs> yes. So that's Good. more of like a nuanced humor, but we're, I mean, we're just yeah, goofy and silly. And- there's a lot of joy um, and a lot of, like, I'm sure most families telling, like, stories again and again yes. and again yes um, it just and, becomes uh, like and then there's also in big families like the phrases that become like a part of the family that no like maybe your phrase of oh you're not special or mm-hmm. whatever like that just becomes yeah we yes. were talking about yeah. earlier yeah. off yeah. the air yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, also teaching i think is um just uh, anyone who's a teacher is just like yeah. right with you know or filled with Funny, funny stuff. You got any stories for us, Mary? Yeah. Well, I was just going to do one more family. Yeah, yeah. Like everyone has their niche too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One of my brothers, my brother Joe, shout out to Joe. Funny. Um, He's funny too. But where is he compared to Tom? Well, well, I was going to say Joe is uh, Joe is the electrician or the engineer in our family. So anytime something needs to be fixed, it could be as easy as like hooking up the VCR. (laughs) Hooking up the VCR. (laughs) Let's go in the wayback machine. (laughs) But like you know, learning how to uh, how to hook up a power cable. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. It's like oh, you have to get Joe. Joe's the one who knows how to do. You know what's funny though? I have two brothers who are engineers. And I, we have, we got like a new DVD player. My parents did. And I haven't watched anything in like two years. And finally, like last week, I was like, wait a minute, I'm an adult. And I also have multiple degrees. I can probably figure out how to hook up the DVD. Yes. And I did. I can do so that. Like, Good for you. So like, I get, yes. thanks. I get the engineer thing though, because it's sometimes just easier to be like, Yep, we, we, we all have out. gifts yeah. and charisms, yeah. and that's not one of mine. So yeah. I'm happy to let Joe. Absolutely. Yep. So anyway, Joe, Joe, the different, funny than Tom. Yeah, subtle. Yeah. Joe and Joe loves his puns too. Yes. So oh, I thought yes. there was a story. Or we were just no, well, we were going to talk about teaching stories. Yeah. So Mary, you you teach high school theology. I do, and that's got to bring a lot of a lot of joy, a lot of laughter as well. To it, <laughs> yes, it's awesome, and especially when you're introducing uh, kids to stories in scripture for the first time, which you know I'm oh, always right. like, oh, n- everyone doesn't maybe automatically know this, which is great because it makes right. for you know really good discussion and. I guess it was my first year we were talking about the temptations of 
Jesus in the desert and they were being tested on it. So I was correcting tests and the question was, what was Jesus tempted with and what was his response? And so um, one of the girls wrote, um, well, the first temptation was this, second temptation, and the one with the bread, um, man does not live by bread alone. Yeah. And his res- her, um, the student's response was, Jesus said, man does not live by bread alone because bread is an unnecessary carb. <laughs> And there was no smiley face next to the answer. If, it, if there had been a smiley face, I would have known. And so the next day we're reviewing the test and I'm looking at her to see like, okay, was she being funny? No, she was mixing up health class and oh theology. Oh my gosh. Theology. It happens. It does. And yeah. it's like oh, in their great. brain. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. The other yeah. really funny, it's really short. We were talking about um, Jewish brothers and sisters and what they celebrate and um, the Seder meal. And so I said has anyone ever been to a Seder meal? And one girl raised her hand and said, Mrs. Murray, I think you mean the cider mill. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and I said, no, Jesus oh. did not multiply the apples and the donuts. Um, but two totally different things. miracle. Yeah. I would support that yeah, miracle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so every time I, I, kneel, and I now hear cider mill, I'm always like, cider mill yeah. or cider mill? <laughs> oh, my gosh. So really really funny things that yeah. you're just like all set in innocence right and right. just in their own you know it's also interesting seeing like i i don't know i love 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 that experience of telling people the first time yes. these stories and i think that that's yeah, something you've gotten to do that a few times yeah it's oh my gosh i have a story that I'm like, is this appropriate for the air? But I it think is. it is. It is. So, yeah. so I would. It's I walked, family. Yeah, we're mostly family. We're mostly family. This one's for Ron. But mm-hmm. when I was walking the Camino, oh my gosh, this summer, I ran into this guy. I'll change his name. His name was Chad. Okay, and he was from California. That is true. And mm-hmm. he worked at REI, which is also true. Mm-hmm. So imagine a man from California who also worked at REI. Got it. And you have just pictured this man in your mind, like. Full sleeves of tattoo, beautiful red beard. It's basically Father Steve, except you don't have, <laughs> yeah. you don't work at REI, you don't have yeah. tattoos, you right. don't live in California. A, so, little, a little hipper. Yeah, but he, he didn't have a <laughs> If fake, that's possible. He, I know that's yeah. a high standard, yeah. right. but just one notch hipper. Oh my gosh. So we're, we're walking, and the, the route I was walking was the northern route. It splits onto the this other route called the Primitivo. And he was like, are you going to walk the Northern or the Primitivo? I'm like, I'm not really sure. What are you thinking? He's like, I'm thinking about walking the Primitivo because they say that there's this artifact on it. And I was like, what artifact is that? And he was like, have you ever like seen a picture of Jesus on his way to the cross? And there's a woman selling t-shirts of Jesus's face. Oh my. (laughs) And he's like, and you think to yourself, this seems like an odd time to capitalize, but if it works, it works. And I was like, in my mind, I was like, that is not what that is, but also I'll never be able to think of Veronica wiping the face of Jesus in the same way again. So it it did lead into like a cute little conversation, but it like, I guess the, the bigger point is it's interesting living at this time in what we would call post Christian culture, right? Where people don't have this understanding right up front of what these things are right they weren't raised with these understandings and even something like i don't know like i would consider as pretty straightforward as like the crucifixion that's not just something people know right they might see it they might hear about it but we get to be the ones who 
really explain these things, which is an interesting grace for our time. And I feel like just being on kind of the receiving end when we had our reversion and we were discovering a lot of great like encyclicals and just at, you know, obviously at a higher level, like that moment where you're like, you can point back and say, oh my gosh, last year I knew none of this. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. now it's like, oh, my life feels different. I look at life differently, right? I look at marriage differently once you kind of have the Catholic understanding of marriage, right? As as an example. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's like the best thing ever to <laughs> to share those things. And my favorite thing is like, okay, today we were talking about Job and they were reading in the Bible and every single class said Job, right? Yeah. <laughs> Which you would, of, of course. course. I mean, yep. it was like, of course. I'm like, why don't they have phonetics in the Bible, mm-hmm. right? Oh, you should have that line over the O. So I'm like, well, if you see it in the Bible, it's Job, right? So right. Um, I was like, who's heard of Job? No one has heard of Job. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe a couple couple kids, right? And you're like, oh, check out what happened to Job in his response. Yeah. And just that like really cool, like, wow. I'm like, you guys read the book of Job. It is such a great inspiration for someone who had everything and lost everything and still praised God. And and the beauty of that is so many times these are questions young people are asking. Right. And they think they're the only one or the first person. You know, they just think like, at all, sometimes they think these questions haven't been asked or thought through mm-hmm. before. Right. And you want to, you know, you get to share with them like, following Christ is not about ignoring suffering or pretending it's not there or just like, you know, uh, right. whitewashing it. Right. But th- these questions have been asked deeply right. throughout centuries and even back deeply into the Old Testament. Right. And like St. Augustine's quote, which is kind of like the theme of our semester, right? Like our hearts are restless until they Hi. rest in you. I mean, what a what a relevant, um, like shining point for like all of youth now, right? Like yeah. you can, you know, have all the best, you know, seven pairs of Lululemon leggings. You can have the best Uggs. You can have, you know, AirPod. All those things that our, you know, our kids all love and just attach so much significance to. But like, why are we unhappy when we get them? The joy lasts for like a minute, and then we're like, oh, what's the next thing? Right. Well, because we've got this God-shaped hole, right? That we're mm-hmm. trying to plug other things in, and it's leaving us wanting. And so, again, that light bulb where they're like, oh, that kind of explains maybe why I'm not super happy, bec- even though I have everything, you know, which I'm sure we've all been at, you know, various Yeah, because I'm made, I'm made for more. Yep. And my heart desires something eternal. Right. And no amount of Lululemons whatever right <laughs> right it's a right brand. but um yeah ha- can you, fill my heart yeah. do you have any experience that you would feel comfortable sharing about helping a child or a young person encounter jesus in a more deep way or what what kind of profound encounter or experience have you seen i think you know it again we're at a time where you know our children regardless of where they are going to school and mm-hmm. what their families are you know how they're bringing them up and everyone's doing the best they can i think to some extent um i mean our, our kids are just our, the, our culture feeds them such false messages about their worth and so one of my favorite things to talk about is you know in a really intense college prep school right which you know, i'm blessed to be a part of my kids are blessed to go to one of those um 
you know, your ACT score, your grade point average does right. not define you. And to see kind of that acceptance and um, without going into details about, you know, kind of little notes or things on tests or little thing reassurances that I've been given that it's striking a chord and, and mm-hmm. kind of responding to this like need that I think we all have, but especially our kids have to like, I am really, really treasured and loved more than I could ever imagine. And that's just, it's really, really special to be part of that journey. Uh, Mary, before we wrap up here, we usually ask our guests if they have any final word or anything they want to say before we close. I'm glad that, I'm honored that you asked me. I'm surprised. I would have thought in, among all the siblings, I would have been at the, the bottom. Uh-huh. So I don't know if that <laughs> no, was. Oh, come on. No, I just, it's it's awesome. I, I'm, I'm so appreciative of your witness as a priest. Mm-hmm. And I love, from, a, from a, a sister's perspective, like having a priest in the family is awesome. Is so amazing and so awesome, and I feel just really blessed that we have um, we have you and that you said yes to God. So thank you for your yes. Amen. Thanks, Mary. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. This was a real special treat for me to have my sister Mary come in the Open Door Policy Studio and just to know that God is working uh, through her to bring so many people to Jesus. And once again, before we say goodbye, if you liked this episode, please share it with your friends, your neighbors, your relatives, your Trader Joe cashier. You can also leave us a review on iTunes. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Our handle is at Open Door Detroit. Help us unleash the gospel. Open Door Policy was produced by Ron Pangborn and the creative team of the Archdiocese of Detroit. I thought you were jumping in. Okay, no, I'm gonna jump I in. I think the AOD should get bouncers. Theological bouncers.